We're so excited about the fact we get excited about a lot of things, and you can be seated, but I get excited when I think about the blood of Jesus and what it truly means to all of us and the fact that what we couldn't accomplish ourselves, the cross of Calvary, makes possible for us to have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and this on this last Sunday of 2018, I believe the Lord give, has given me a message to share uh, with those who are here that I believe will help us and, and really prepare us and push us into 2019. I'm excited. Next week, I'll be beginning a series uh, called New Beginnings, Living Boldly. But this week, I want to talk to you just from a few, for a few moments from the thought of focus and really sharpening our edge. I thought it fitting at the end of the year to really, that, that many of us, this is a time where uh, some of us may be winding down from the holidays. We're just kind of ending our year. And I don't know what 2018 looked like for anybody in here. I've been sharing with our church that the holidays look different for different people. Some people are like, this is the most wonderful time of the year, and they love Christmas, and they start playing uh, Christmas carols in October, like my wife. And, uh, but for other people, you know, it's mixed emotions. They're going through things in their family and going through things um, in their home life and on their job that maybe their lives are not so joyful. So as we come into this last Sunday, I really just felt like the Lord wanted to, to just deal with all of us on this subject of focus, uh, because when we don't focus, we end up getting distracted, and if we're distracted too long, we'll be destroyed. Somebody say amen. amen. So we want to uh, really get focused, and uh, uh, this small, sometimes seemingly insignificant passage from the book of Second Kings chapter 6, verses 1 through 7, I think we can pull some truths out of there that will really help us and thrust us uh, into our next year. But it says in verse 1, it says, One day the group of prophets came to Elisha and told him, As you can see, this place where we're meeting with you is too small. Let's go down to the Jordan River where there are plenty of logs. There we can build a new place for us to meet. All right, he told them, go ahead. Please come with us, someone suggested. And I, he says, I will, he said. So he went with them, and when they arrived at the Jordan, they began cutting down trees. But as one of them was cutting a tree, his axe head fell into the river. Oh, sir, he cried. It was a borrowed axe. Where did it fall, the man of God said. And when he showed him the place, Elijah cut a stick and threw it into the water at that spot. Then the axe head floated to the surface. Grab it, Elisha said. And the man reached out and grabbed it. I want to talk to you about focus today. And one of the things that we have to understand about focus before we even get into it is the fact that we want to live lives of extreme focus on the right things. And we don't want to be distracted. Many of you, um, if you're honest, say at some point I might have made the mistake of texting and driving. And when you, do, when you do this, a lot of times it starts as, you know, I can look down at the phone real quick. I can look down at uh, what I'm looking at and still keep my eyes on the road at the same time. And it doesn't seem that long, but we find out from accounts of this that when this happens, many accidents occur that way from a split second of not focusing and not paying attention. And so here in this passage, I just want to share on a few thoughts. Um, I want to talk to you about the place I want to talk to you about the prayer. I want to talk to you about the permission. I want to talk to you about the presence, the problem, the process, and the provision. As long as that seems, it's not going to be very long at all. Some of y'all are like, look, Pastor, you got, 
<laughs> but um, verse 1, again, he says, one, of the, one day the group of prophets came to Elisha and told him, as you can see, this is the place where we meet, and it's too small. And so the first principle I want to give you is simply this. We have to recognize when our current way of thinking is boxing us in. This is so important because we go through life thinking a certain way, acting a certain way, behaving a certain way, speaking a certain way, being used to certain things, and we've got to realize that sometimes our way of thinking is not the only way to do it. Come on in here. Sometimes we've got to realize that even though what we did worked, it's not going to work now. And so we've got to realize that this plan that we have, that we've come up with, this routine that we're used to, is actually boxing us in. And when we're boxed in, we, 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 we end up being protected from what we think are our dangers and the fear of failure and any other things. But when we're boxed in, we also are prevented from the blessings that God wants to bring into our lives. Somebody say, open it up. See, sometimes you've got to break the box. If you go throughout Scripture, you'll find there's instances where, for example, there was a woman who broke a box and the oil flowed. You know, so many of us in our own life, God is bringing you in today. If you don't hear anything else, he wants you to know today this is your day to break the box, to break the box of your thinking and, and say, I'm getting out of this box. And so what they say to him is like, you know, we've been meeting here a long time. And if you don't know who Elisha is, let me catch you up. He is actually... Um, he was following the prophet Elijah. He did twice as many miracles as Elijah. And so now he's got a group of people who are following him, and they're trying to learn from him um, and receive from him and be imparted to from him. And so this, this group of people had actually grown, and somebody goes to him and says, look, we, this, it's great that we're meeting here. Everything's going well. We all know each other. Come on. <laughs> we're used to this. We're familiar. Familiar? But it's boxing us. In. And so he asked the prophet for permission. He says, let's go down to the Jordan River where there's plenty of logs, and there we can build a new place for us to meet. And so Elijah says to him, Elisha says to him, all right, he told them, go ahead. And so here's the principle that I want to give you, the second one. Just because we've developed our own level of wisdom does not mean we can abandon the wisdom of the ones who've gone before us. So important to realize this because as young people coming up, what happens is just like this group of people, he had this idea. God had placed something in his heart, said, look, this place is too small. We've, we've got to expand. But he doesn't just go do it. He goes and he asks for permission. Come on. And so he says, look, can we go to a different place where there's plenty of room and, and build? And so the man of God says, all right. He gives him permission. And many of us want to, just because we're moving forward and we're making progress, we want to leave the wisdom of those who have gone before us. How many of you know when people go before us, they can, they can tell you about failures they've experienced? How many of you sometimes somebody's gone through something, and when they come to you and they try to tell you, hey, you may want to try it this way, you're like, I got this. It's quiet in here. But you're like, I, I, I've got this. You know, I, you know I, I don't need you to tell me how to do this. I told uh, uh, many times as men, some of us, we like to think we got it figured out. And so we, we're like, I got this. You know, don't tell me what to do. I'm a man. I got this. I got a plan. You follow me. And you know, that woman can see something you don't see. And so sometimes now y'all women don't laugh because sometimes y'all don't deliver it the right way. I told you I got to put some honey on that thing sometimes, you know. <laughs> Sweeten that thing up a little bit so we can receive it, you know what I mean? But, but so anyway, I, I digress. But so what happens is 
is the woman to say, you know, maybe you should try it like this. And you know how men are sometimes inside. I'm a man. I know what I'm doing. I'm doing this for you. And us men, as I was told this week, sometimes we get a little petty. Oh, I'm not doing it right? I'm not doing it at all. I'm on team petty. All right, so just because we've developed our own level of wisdom does not mean that we can abandon the wisdom of those who've gone before us. You know why? Because it's possible to foolishly abandon those we will need later in the process. And so I like to say it like this. Sometimes don't burn a bridge that you might have to cross back over. See, it isn't worth it in life to, to go around holding grudges and being unforgiven and just running so far past people that you might not see the gifting and the anointing and the power in them now that you're going to need later on the journey. And, and so some of you, you, you we, we get so caught up with running at this, this fast pace and we're running. We got to do this. We got to do this. But when you get to the place, you've got the product, but you don't have the wisdom. You ever been there? You got exactly what you wanted. You, you prayed, you believed God, you got there, he gave it to you, but then you didn't know what to do with it. See, that's why you need those ones who are not running as fast as you are, but they got wisdom, and they've got understanding, and so they can speak into your life at different stages. Oh, this is, I'm preaching to myself in here. But it's possible to foolishly abandon those we'll need later in the process. So here's what it says in verse 3. And this is what this young man realizes. He's got permission to go forward, but he, he is an insignificant verse that we don't see. And this is what it says. Please come with us. Someone suggested. And Elijah says, I will, he said. So he went with him. Sometimes in this fast pace of life and, and we're so focused on the prize and the product, we've got to stop and say, who needs to go with me on this? Some of us in our relationships, we, we, we've got even a plan. We, we're running this way, but we got to ask, I, I need my wife with me on this journey. Come on. I need, I need my significant other with me on this journey. So it's not enough for you to have the vision. Y'all have to have the vision. Come on. So he says, please come with us, someone suggested. I will, he said. So he went with him. There are people that are presently in your life to fulfill a future purpose. So you ever, you ever had people around you, and honestly, sometimes they annoyed you? Nobody, nobody got annoyed? So, sometimes, let me tell you how, how, how this works, because see, some of y'all understand. So let me tell you. Sometimes I, I can wake up really early. I wake up really early. I go through everything that I'm doing in the day. I'm doing everything that I need to do. Um, and then by the time about 7.30, 8 o'clock comes, I'm ready to wind down. But while I'm ready to wind down, my wife is winding up. So, so I, I, I'm sitting on the couch, and then all of a sudden, there's this flood of information that comes. And, and inside, I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm going with it. But inside, I'm like, I'm tired. Got to talk about this right now. But then she'll drop a nugget that I need in the midst of that aggravation. And so that's why we've got to understand that just because something might be annoying us presently does not mean we don't need it in the future. And so these present aggravations that we have, we've got to be, be, begin to see past the problem to the purpose. 
See, some of us right now, we've been distracted because we have problems not realizing that you serve a God who has a purpose in the problem and a purpose in the pain. Come on. But here's what we have to do. Here's the principle. Never value the promise more than you value the presence. And this is why we get in trouble, because we, we, we seek God. And as we even go into these days of fasting and prayer, some of us will be praying and fasting for things. And you might receive the things and not get the presence. Because what you need is the presence, so when you lose the thing, you still have, oh, come on. This is why many of us get discouraged, because we've lost stuff. But you can get stuff back. What you need is the presence to give you the wisdom. I feel like preaching this thing in here today. Because we've gotten so frustrated in our life because where, where did this go? Where did they go? Where did that go? I lost this. I can't catch up. I can't pay the bills. I can't do this. Stop worrying about the stuff and get your focus back on Jesus. And so here it is. Always assign more worth to people than you do to the product. Always assign more worth to people than you do to the product or the task. And this is something I actually share with our team. What's most important for us is that we love people. Because the task may, there may be a mistake in the task. Come on. There may be a drop in this or that, but we don't want to drop on loving people. We don't want to drop on the value of the person. Because that person you love and that person you value and you plant that seed of encouragement in, that seed of encouragement may harvest five years later when you need it. Always assign more worth to people than you do to the product. And so when they arrived at the Jordan, verse 4 and 5, they began cutting down trees. They're in the task of building, just like you and I are. We're building a life. We're building a family. We're following the future and the purpose that God has for our life. So we're all in the process. And we all got this symbolic axe in our hand. I'm believing in my family's future, my family's purpose, my family's plan. I'm coming out of debt. We, our, our relationship's going to be restored. My ministry's going to be fulfilled. My calling's going to be fulfilled. God's going to manifest everything he's promised in my life. I'm swinging, swinging. I'm building. But as one of them was cutting the tree, his axe head fell into the river. My question to you is what's fallen while you've been working? See, if many of us are honest, just like this man of God, he probably didn't realize it immediately. But while you were busy fulfilling the call of God on your life, while you were busy trying to be the best husband, the best wife, the best mother, the best father, what fell? Because if I'm honest, there's been times in my life where I've been running hard and I lost something. And some of you in 2018, you know how at the beginning of the year 2018, you said, this is my year. God's going to do everything he promised in my life. This is my year. I'm doing this. Got to February, March, April. Now you look back and, man, I, I lost something. For some of us, it might have been passion. Might have been a sense of purpose. What, what did you lose? As one of them was cutting his tree, his axe head fell into the river. Oh, sir, he cried, it was a borrowed axe. If you lost something, let me encourage you with this. God is a God of restoration. 
Everything that we lose doesn't have to stay lost. Tell somebody you can get it back. Say it like you mean it. I can get it back. Sometimes you got to talk as loud as the enemy is talking to you. You know how he whispers in your ear, it's never going to be better. You're never going to get it back. You're never going to fulfill your purpose. But you got to tell him like he tells you, I'm getting my stuff back. I'm getting the presence back. I'm getting the purpose back. Because my God restores. Never shrink in defeat when you can hope and believe. See, the enemy wants you. Someone came in here, and honestly, today you came in and said, you know what, I'm giving God one more shot. That's what you decided. You smiled, you hugged everybody, you shook hands, you did all that. But on the inside, you're like, if God doesn't come through in this area, I'm through. Is there any honest folks in the room today? But I want to tell you, don't shrink into defeat and isolation because you can hope and you can believe. But this is why many of us quit. We quit because of the process. Because just like God's got a promise, he's also got a process. And God's process requires that I fully understand what belongs to me and what belongs to him. Some of us are walking around heavy, if we're honest, because there's some stuff that belongs to God, but you insist on carrying it every day. You know, all that stuff that you've been trying to put together and line up and make work that you can't make work. Is this working? Is, is it working? Okay. Oh. Some things you can't make work, and the reason you can't make work is because God wants to remind you it's not yours. This belongs to me. He doesn't want you to stay frustrated and aggravated because you keep trying to make it work. But sometimes we've got to surrender and say, God, this is yours. This doesn't belong to me. So he goes to the man of God. He humbles himself, and he says, oh, sir, the axe head. It, it fell. It's gone. Verse 6 gives us something that we need to pull on. We need to pull on this today as a family. Elisha asked him, where did it fall? When he showed him the place, Elisha cut a stick and threw it into the water at that spot, and then the axe head floated to the surface. To focus, to refocus and regain my edge, I must admit that I've lost it. This is the humility that we have to receive as a family. It's just because we're called to be this, we're called to be that, and we have these responsibilities. We have to humble ourselves and admit the fact that sometimes we've lost it. And that's not enough. We've also got to admit and answer this question that the man of God asked him, like, if you read it too fast, you'll miss it. He says, where did it fall? How many of you lose your keys? My wife would get frustrated with me early in the morning sometimes because I'm looking for the same set of keys and the same glasses every morning. <laughs> same spot. I, in my mind, I put them in the same spot every day. And as, you know how it goes, as you, you begin to say, well, where did they go? I got some place to be. I need my keys. I need my glasses. And so you, like a good organized man, you're shuffling everything, hoping the child doesn't wake up while you're doing it, you know, because you need her to sleep a little bit longer. Um, and I'm sitting there, and we're, we're doing this. And inevitably, 
she asked the, the most frustrating question that every one of us who's ever lost anything, you know, you know it's coming. Where's the last place you had it? So I'm, I'm like, if I knew. <laughs> but thank God for the word of God. Because when we lose something spiritually, the word of God will show us where we lost it. And sometimes we've got to be honest enough to say, I was running, but then this happened. Somebody said something to me. They criticized me. They judged me. They laughed at me for, for pursuing vision. They said it's never going to happen. They said that it's never going to be fulfilled. That promise you believe in God for is silly. The restoration isn't going to happen. And at the moment that they said it, you lost your passion. You lost your sense of purpose. My question to you is, where, where, where did it fall? Where, where did it fall? When did you give up? When did you just start going through the motions? When did it stop being personal? I had a woman of, a woman of God ask me something one time that shook me. She said, what? what? She doesn't even know. She did. She's actually here. But she doesn't even know it shook me. She said, what is your experience with God? And that question took me back a little bit. Because I'm thinking, you know, well, I was called at this age and this and that, you know. But what, no, what was your experience with God? And my question to you today is the same. As you think about where your passion fell or where your edge, you lost it. What has been your experience with the Lord? When was the last time you had that encounter that was life-changing? I'm not talking about feelings. I'm talking about that place where he says, this is who I say you are. No matter what you're going through, what you've been through, this is what I've put inside of you to, 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 to move you into the purpose and the plan that I have for your life. When have you had that experience? God's recovery process always begins with humility. Humility is the starting point of expectation. When I humble myself and say, you know what, I've lost it, God will come in and say, now i got some things for you. Now I've got some things I want to do in your life. The way that God provides for us is by giving us an opportunity. And this is kind of where I'm going to wind this ship down today. The way God provides us is by giving us an opportunity. So when the man of God says, where did it fall? He, he cuts a stick. He throws it into the river and the axe head flows. But do you realize this, that he didn't go get the axe head for him? Y'all still here? Okay, okay. And so the axe head begins to float to the top. And Elisha could have gone and got it and gave it to him, but he says, no what? He gives him an instruction. He says, grab it. So because God is a God of victory, he never allows us to remain. He never allows a place of defeat to remain a place of defeat. Where did it fall? And so he says, grab it. And the man of God grabbed it. Here's what you need to know. He provides for us by giving us an instruction to follow. Many times God requires us to participate in our own miracle. Don't miss that. Because some of us are home, frustrated, upset. Why? Because we've been waiting on God to put it on our doorstep. And what he says is, you know what? Here's what I have for you, but I got one instruction for you. Look at the person next to you and say, grab it. Or say it like you mean it. Grab it. 
God put some stuff in front of you, but it's time to take hold of it. God put healing in front of you, but it's time to grab it. He put provision in front of you, but it's time to grab it. He put purpose in front of you, but it's time to grab it. He put your self-esteem back inside of you, but it's time to grab it. Somebody say amen. God's opportunity plus man action equals a miracle in the making. You're not here by accident today. God has created you for a purpose. He's got a plan for your life and the word for you today as you refocus in 2019 is to you need to grab it. Somebody shout amen. Every head bowed and every eye closed. want to give you a few minutes to examine yourselves in the light of the message that God has given us today. Several of you, you came in and, and you thought you were here for one reason, say, I'm just coming to church today. But God had a different plan for you. He's been asking you the question since the time you began to listen to this message, and he's asking you, where, where did it fall? He's asking you to be honest, not, not with the person next to you, but with him. Where, where did it fall? You're here, you say, I've lost my passion. I lost something, and I want it back in 2019. I want to run with everything that God has for me, and I'm willing to, to be honest and say, lost it. I don't, don't have the passion that I used to have, but I want it back. If that's you, nobody's looking around. I just want to know who, who to pray for today. Just slip your hand up. That's you. Amen. Amen. All over the room. Believe in God with you. We're going to pray for you for, for that in just a second. The second group of people that I want to pray for, you're here, you've never you're like, I, I hear you heard you preaching about this God, this Jesus, but I don't, I don't remember a time where I've actually committed to him and had a, built a relationship with him. No one's going to embarrass you or call you up. We just, again, want to know how to pray with you. And so if you're here, you've never been saved, never uh, started a relationship with Jesus, it's easy. Just slip your hand up, and we'll know to pray for you at the end as well. Amen. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, we lift up those who are here. They've come inside and they would admit that they've lost something. They love you, but they've, they've lost something. Somewhere along the way, the work of God has taken the place of the worship of God. They want it back. They've lost their passion. They lost whatever. This is their day to grab it. Father, I declare freedom all over this place today. Lord, I pray that you restore all that was lost that needs to be recovered. If there's something that was lost that needs to stay lost, keep it lost, Lord. Lord, give us fresh eyes for 2019 that we can focus solely on you and in our love for you and our worship for you will affect our world, our environment in a mighty way. Now I ask that everybody in the room would repeat this prayer with me together. So 
Just pray it loud. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for the cross. Thank you for your blood. I confess I've sinned. Thank you for forgiveness. Thank you for being broken, beaten, so I don't have to be. In your cross is my victory. Sit on the throne of my life and be Lord. Thank you. Teach me. Lead me. Help me. And fill me with the Holy Spirit so I can do your will. Thank you for making me a child of God and your own. In Jesus' name, amen. Everyone who's prayed, just shout amen. And so as we are preparing to transition into the next part of our service, if you have kids that are being dedicated that are in the children's area, we'll ask that you would go and get them now as we prepare for that um, at this time, and we're just going to take a few minutes uh, to worship the Lord as, as we prepare to transition into the next part of our service. Um, so amazing. So excited for what God is going to do in the lives of these children. Um, and as we prepare to do that, let's be reminded of the blood of Jesus um, that cleanses us from our sins. And that there's truly nothing but the blood of Jesus. have children already who are being dedicated if you'll begin to line up at this stairwell right here. With your child.
ask y'all to come on up with your children and just come across the stage here. and participating in what for me as a pastor is a very significant thing that we do here. Um, whenever a child is dedicated, I believe in the importance, uh, my wife and I believe in the importance of speaking um, over the lives of our children um, and know that, that the Bible says that children are like an arrow and if they're like an arrow, that means that it's our responsibility uh, to aim them in the direction that God has for their life. Um, so we're going to pray over each one and just believe God for amazing, amazing things uh, in the lives of all of them. Can we say amen? amen. My wife will join me in laying hands um, on the children and the parents um, at this time. First one is Liliana Reed, um, who's amazing. She said something to me earlier. She said, uh, she's like, how did he dress up and become a pastor? <laughs> Uh, she's just amazing. I love this, this, this child. And so y'all, y'all, if, you, if you're comfortable stretching your hands this way, you can. But uh, we're going to pray for her and her mom and just believe God for amazing things. Uh, Father, in the name of Jesus, uh, we lift up Liliana at this time and we dedicate her to you. She's yours first uh, before she's ours. We commit to cover her as a church family. And Lord, we believe God. Uh, we believe you to open her eyes that she would see, her ears that she would hear, give her dreams even from this age. Lord, let a prophetic anointing rest upon her, Lord, that she would see things and see danger ahead of time and go the other way, Lord. Give her discernment, wisdom, and understanding. I lift up her mom at this time that the spirit of wisdom and revelation would rest upon her, that she'd have a hedge of protection around her, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I anoint her hands for provision, for increase, for signs, for wonders, for miracles in her life, and that everything that's not like you, every demonic, satanic attack would flee and go the other way even before it gets started. In the name of Jesus, we offer her to you, and that she, we declare that she's blessed and favored in Jesus' name. Amen. Anna Eve, a precious girl who finally let me hold her for a few minutes the other day. Anna Eve, we lift you up right now to the Lord Jesus. I pray uncommon wisdom upon your life right now that what it takes others long to learn that you'll learn and grasp quickly that your hands are anointed for a purpose, that your vocal cords are anointed for a purpose, that your vocal cords will bring you blessing in the name of Jesus. I declare the spirit of prayer and intercession upon your life. I, I declare a hedge of protection 
upon you, then anything that the enemy would try to bring in your life is stopped in the name of Jesus. God, give her voice, power, and authority to declare every promise that's to come into her life in Jesus' name. I lift up her parents at this time. A spirit of wisdom and discernment would be upon them, that you draw them in unity closer and closer each day. In the mighty name of Jesus, a spirit of power and might would rest upon them, that the oil of joy and gladness would rest upon them, Lord, and that uh, your light would shine through them and they would radiate your blessing, and Lord, that they would increase every day from this day forward in Jesus' name. Amen. Caleb, looking sharp today, buddy. <laughs> Father, in the name of Jesus, we offer him to you right now. We offer all of them to you right now. Caleb, Genesis, Osahan, Devin Jr., we lift all of these amazing children up to you right now. I declare the anointing upon your life from an early age. A spirit of submission and obedience and humility rests upon you. Lord, that you would move mightily in the power and the presence of God. That your ears would hear clearly, that your eyes would see clearly. That you'd be everything that God created and called you to be. And we offer him to you now in Jesus' name. Anoint him for ministry, Lord. In Jesus' name. He'll be an example for you in Jesus' name. Lift up this young, amazing young lady. Sign of new beginnings. Rest upon her. Anoint her vocal cords as well. She sing unto you. That she sing under a prophetic anointing. And Lord, that ministry would flow through her. In Jesus' name. power of the Holy Spirit rest upon you. Be everything that God created and called you to be. Protected and anointed to prosper, to succeed. Failure you shall not know. The times where you slip, you'll get up quickly. You'll never look at failure as being a person, but just as an event. And you'll do everything that God created and called you to be and exploits and more. In Jesus' name. Father, in the name of Jesus, touch him. Touch him. Spirit of peace, joy, happiness, rest upon him. Power and might. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and of love and of a sound mind. And Lord, that he'll work and that, that miracles will be assigned to his hands. In Jesus' name, I lift up the parents at this time, Lord, that every attack of the enemy that has come their way, 2019, it stops. They begin to walk in power, authority, and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I declare creative miracles, healing, signs, and wonders to take place in their life. Lord, that, that everything that the enemy tried to bring is reversed in this new year. As they walk in obedience to you, they'll be the parents that you created and called them to be. And that no weapon formed against them shall prosper. And that every tongue that rises against them in judgment, thou shalt condemn. And that is their heritage as children of God. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Elias and Naomi Brett, we lift you up. You are God's before you are ours. This church family loves you, but you belong to God. In the course of your destiny, the enemy said you shouldn't be here, but God fought differently. And so God used them both as mighty arrows in your kingdom 
Lord, many souls to be saved through the joy and the peace that shall rest upon their lives. Lord, let their hands be skilled for the work that you've placed them in. A spirit of wisdom, a spirit of understanding, knowledge of, of witty inventions, even. They'll be creative in the name of Jesus, Lord. They'll, they'll serve you in creative ways. They'll prosper in creative ways. And we declare this upon their life. And now we lift up their parents as well. The power of the Holy Spirit to rest upon them. That, that from this day forward, I, I just feel strongly to say that the loss stops, the decrease stops, and that this is a day that something is set in motion where increase begins to happen in your life, increase upon increase. Somebody out there shout increase, increase upon their life. What you declare for others, God will do for you. Increase upon their lives in the name of Jesus to do your will, and we count it done in Jesus' name. Ah. Ah. Two, two miracles. Carmen. Ava and Karma. Eva. We lift you both up right now. Such a freshness upon your life, I see. God, let the joy and peace of the Holy Spirit rest upon them. In the name of Jesus. Prosperity, hope, that people who run into contact with them will see hope, courage, faith. Lord, I declare upon their life that the song of the Lord will come out of them. In the name of Jesus, I declare that both of them will worship you with all of their hearts. That they'll worship unashamed, unabandoned. In the mighty name of Jesus. That at an early age, early, 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 they'll sing the song of the Lord. And in that singing, there'll be deliverance, there'll be freedom. Bondage will be broken. Chains will be broken. In Jesus' name, we offer them to you, protected, favored, full of mercy and grace. In Jesus' name. Now I lift their parents up in the name of Jesus, that you give them instruction, wisdom, and understanding as to how to raise them for you, for you. Give them the wisdom as to how to aim these arrows skillfully. In the name of Jesus, and that in doing so, in them submitting to you, to your ways and to your plans, that you give them uncommon wisdom, faith, favor, understanding, increase, signs, wonders be evident in their lives. Even things that they, they maybe even didn't believe were possible, they begin to start to become possible today because they put their trust in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we shout amen, amen. at this time? We're going to, outside, we'll have some gifts for you um, and things like that. And can we just celebrate them at this time? Amazing, amazing. Y'all can uh, often, we'll take some pictures outside, and we'll have a special gift for you as well. Thank you so much. This is, uh, normally, we, we don't uh, hold our service this long, but, but we're just excited for all that God did in this place today. The last thing that we'll do before we worship on the way out, for those who call themselves church family and who've been with us, this is Commitment Sunday for us, um, the only time that we ask you to give uh, a tithe or, or above your tithe and your offering. So um, if you came prepared to do that, you can do it online at www.lifecityjacks.com slash give, um, or you can give in the giving kiosk that's outside by the coffee table, or you can text uh, to give. We're, we're so happy and honored for those of you who faithfully tithe 
and give. It helps us to have this beautiful facility and all the other things that we want to do and accomplish in 2019. Stand to your feet, and we're going to worship the Lord with one more song, and I'm going to be outside to shake your hands and greet you. God bless you. Put your hands together. Let's worship Jesus one more time. Amen. I was buried beneath my shame. Who could carry that kind of weight? It was my turn till I bled. I was breathing but not alive All my failures I tried to hide It was my turn Until I met you You called my name
Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Give him praise. Give him praise. Thank you all for coming today. We'll see you next week. If you're new here, please check out the new here booth in the back. We'd love to talk to you and tell you more about Life City Church. Thanks so much. Have a great Sunday.